So I'm walking across the street, literally I'm walking across the street and something catches my eye and I'm like, oh my God, this could be huge for the golf industry and just equipment in general. All right, folks, we're in for a real treat or you're in for a real treat. This week, I'm joined by one of my greatest friends, Antoine. Antoine, how's it going? Hey, Daniel. Oh, man. Happy to be here. Dude, I appreciate you coming on. Uh, sort of a last minute kind of jump on, but we just wanted to give these guys a quick episode. Um, something kind of came to my mind, right? And I thought it was really interesting. And, you know, you and I talk all the time about stocks, just about business, about entrepreneurship, just in general. So I wanted to kind of like pitch something to you and get your thoughts on it. I'm all ears. Yeah, let's hear it. Okay. So today, you know, I, I was crushing kettlebells, <laughs> crushing a little kettlebell workout in the gym, oh, right? There we go. There we go. Yeah. So as I'm walking out of the gym, I open up my phone to Instagram and I see a post from the Club Junkie, which is a super club nerdy golf club Instagram page. And they will typically do like what's in the bags for, for winners. They'll talk about new releases for clubs. So anything that's like brand new in golf equipment somehow, you know, eventually will make it across this guy's page, right? Okay. So I'm walking across the street, literally I'm walking across the street and something catches my eye and I'm like, oh my God, this could be huge for the golf industry and just equipment in general. And what that was, was a driver that was branded Kirkland Signature. So a Costco driver. Dang. All right. And I get that it might sound kind of funny or it might sound like a joke, but you know, it kind of got me to thinking like, what are going to be, what, what will the implications of this be? Right. Cause Costco is such a massive, you know, it has such a massive retail space in the U S and I started thinking, and it's, it was a, a thought that consumed me. Like I couldn't stop thinking about this all day. I'm like, what if this got to a point or Costco got to the point where it, it sort of displaced one of the major OEMs. Well, I mean, let's think about it. I mean, if you're not running into a Titleist or a Callaway or a TaylorMade golf ball, you know, in the woods, there's a good chance it's going to be a Kirkland. And, uh, you know, I mean, they've, they've had their presence, whether it's by, you know, uh, pitching to that golfer who wants to buy a box of 12 balls for, you know, 24 to 30 bucks or, you know, selling them three gloves for 20 bucks or, so, I mean, you know, the, the idea of, or the wedges, you know, I think they sell a set of three wedges for under 200 bucks. So the idea that they can produce some pretty quality stuff at a lower cost, you know, for the average golfer, I mean, Hey, I mean, that's definitely a, a value proposition out there. And that's, that's how I want to pitch this episode. I want to pitch that to you that one day Costco will disrupt one of the OEMs. And I want to start, start talking about this, like from a more macro perspective, right? Like in golf in general, and you think about the average golfer, I looked it up, Pete, I mean, Antoine, right? The average golfer, it's not like the PGA tour player, obviously, right? It's not even a single handicap. The average golfer is, let me see, I put it in the spreadsheet right here. The average golfer in the U.S. is a handicap. What do you think it is? I'd say uh, 18. Well, yeah, you're right. It's 16 to 20 handicap. Okay. They've been golfing one to five years. Now, like the one sort of caveat here is this was taken in, in 2015, so about eight years ago. So if that's the average golfer, right, kind of like laying this out for people to think about, does that person care about playing 
the highest quality stuff, right? If they've only been playing one to twelve, one to five years, are are they? Do they have to play the Muras? Do they have to play the LA Golf Shaft, Graphite, Iron Shaft? Do they have to have, you know, a three thousand dollars circle tee? I'd argue, you know, I mean, that person wants to probably just get out and play as many rounds as possible. I mean, I think so, and yeah, I mean, twenty fifteen. That's not even accounting for like all the new COVID golfers, which we all know that's a shit ton. And like, yeah, I mean, honestly, like, you know, there's, there's a, there's a big range of golfers, I think who, yeah, they don't want to spend more than two bucks for a golf ball or like, you know, they want to be able to have a couple wedges in their bag for maybe 200 bucks total. Like, so yeah, the idea of like paying that, uh, you know, high end of the range for all the golf equipment or, I mean, golf is expensive, right? Like, Everyone can can acknowledge that in their own way, whether it's you're paying a hundred bucks for a round, you know, in the morning on the weekend or, you know, whatever. But uh, yeah, I think Costco, you know, has good reputation and they've always come up with some pretty solid stuff. So, you know, if you're looking for something that, uh, you know, will work for you, I think they're they're, uh, you know, they're a player in this. Mm-hmm. No, for sure. And it's interesting. And I've gotten a lot of like different feedback from people. Like some of my buddies have played the wedges and, and they like them. They they think they look good. They feel good. Like if these wedges and these irons, right? I mean, they're rumored to release an iron if the balls are made in a similar fashion as a pro V. And, and you think about that average golfer who's a 16 handicap, right? Like it's not going to matter from a performance standpoint if that guy's playing a pro V or like a Kirkland or uh you know, like a Kirkland signature wedge versus like a, you know, a wedge fitting they had gone through probably a Titleist. I mean, that it just makes sense in my eyes how how that is so appealing to like a consumer, right? Just yeah. Let, let me throw price. let me throw this tidbit at you. Like, you know, I I am uh, according to Jin a fourteen point three handicap. You know, so I fall right in that range. And you know, when I'm thinking about what I want from a sand wedge. I mean, when I'm in the bunker, I want to get out of the bunker, right? I mean, I, I want to get on the green, uh, you know, potential two putt. Yeah, and up and down, a little sand save is like a once in a blue moon. But, I mean, ultimately, I mean, that's something that, like, you know, you might have an opinion on. But, okay, what's it going to matter, whether it's a Titleist or a TaylorMade or a Callaway Sandwedge of 56 or whether it's a Kirkland? Right. I mean, ultimately, it just means hit behind the ball a little bit, get the ball out of the bunker, get it on the green and try to two putt and move on to the next hole. Yeah, no, it's just interesting because I feel like, you know, we're different golfers, Antoine. I mean, I'm I'm exposed to like all of this equipment on a regular basis. Like I had mentioned, the circle tees, like the premium shafts, right? Things that are super expensive and are like a awesome thing to have. But the reality is like that's not the average person, right? That's not the average golfer. Totally. And like, I don't know if you've ever seen some of these cool YouTube videos or whatever's out there, but like, you know, you'll see some of the pros who for fun, you know, they'll choke up on a three iron or a four iron and they'll get into the bunker and they'll hit it out better than I could. Right. Like, I mean, it's, it's something where, I mean, ultimately like the equipment is great, but I mean, practice, you know, trying to find what works for you and uh you know understanding that like yeah maybe you're not going to hit this miracle shot that you get within you know two feet or make them like a lot of the pros do out of the bunker but hey if you can just get out and move on to the next hole after uh you know uh, out of the sand and two putt that's a win for you 
yeah but dude the other thing i think is super important in this whole this whole conversation is is really i mean it just comes down to price right everything is super expensive now inflation's through the roof the average driver is like 600 probably dollars right so if you could get this driver for half of that or maybe even less like i can see costco absolutely crushing it in the driver space like i don't see them almost not being successful if you look at technology from a standpoint of like maxing it out right if technology is as maxed out as it can get right and all these oems are building to the same specs they have all of these frameworks and sort of sandboxes that they have to play into from a technology perspective right all the clubs are pretty much going to be the same so like i don't know i mean if costco can compete on price then I can see them getting a huge, 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 I guess, position in the in the golf equipment space, man. Like, I, I don't see how it could not be successful. The one thing that I would think is Costco will get eyeballs on their stuff, right? Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, people shop at Costco. Like, Costco is, I mean, tell me the last time you've been there when it's not a freaking zoo, right? Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, there's a lot of people there. It's hard to navigate your cart. You know, yeah. there's people running all sorts of ways, you know, dude. they might be going in the right spending direction. Thousands, they might be going in the wrong but dude, they're direction. spending thousands of dollars too. They're spending like so much. I wonder what the average cart size in Costco is, you know? Yeah. And and again, you know, you being more of a golf equipment kind of kind of swore, you might know this, but um, you know, Costco golf balls, for example, like, you know, mm-hmm. I don't use them, but I don't judge anyone who does. I'm sure they're good. They're probably made by one of the OEMs like we've talked about before. But do you know like like the layers and what that might mean as far as a difference in performance for a 90 to 100 shooter, right? A right. handicap between 15 and 20. Like, mm-hmm. I mean, what's it matter whether it's three layers or five layers? Like, Right. Well, that's my, that's my point, man. It's like I went to uh, Admiral Baker the other day and I ran out of balls, right? lost them all should have bought some costco balls but the reality is dude like i had to go and buy balls from the pro shop guess how much a sleeve was of tp5 12 12 to 15 15 bucks man it was an absolute kick in the nuts on top of spending like 80 bucks on the round dude i'm like holy crap Yeah. yeah i mean i mean that's the thing too and like look i mean you know how golf is sometimes you hit them straight and sometimes you know it's not not working for you. And like, if you buy a sleeve for fifty bucks, which I think they run for now, and you lose, yeah, you know, for a Titleist Pro V One or a TaylorMade TP Five X or whatever you might buy, like, if you lose six of them that day, like, you know, that just tax on another twenty five bucks to your round. Jesus, like, dude. Just, I mean, and and you think, oh, hey, who could lose six balls? But like. Let's face it, you know, if you got massive fades or if you're hitting them in the water or, you know, God only knows where they might go. But, I mean, losing six balls for 18 holes is not that hard, like especially for somebody who has only been playing golf for like one to three years. Like a lot of these new, you know, I mean, people have taken on to golf because it's fun. It's something to do outside, you know, especially during COVID. It was like, hey, like, let's play golf, right? Like all these new, all these new people just rushing into the game. And like, that's been great. But, um, but yeah, I mean, you're going to lose golf balls. I mean, I still, I'd say my average when I go out and play around, like I lose two to three golf balls around. 
Yeah. And if I go <laughs> the round without hey, you losing better, a ball, you better tighten like, it up at uh, Carlsbad Crossing. <laughs> yeah, but uh, if I lo- if I go the round without losing a ball, it's like, all right, you know, pat myself on the back. That's pretty yeah. good. And bet. again, we're talking average golfer here. You know, I think that's that's what I really want to pitch here is the average golfer, I think, would just be attracted to this. I mean, me personally, like, yeah, I want to play, you know, like I want to play clubs that I think are like cool and, you know, I have an appreciation for club making. And that's not to say like these Costco clubs aren't aesthetic as well. I mean, they look solid. Like if you were to just take off all labels, I mean, some of these irons that are rumored to come, some of the wedges, like, you know, the, this, I, I saw they the, have the, putter, I saw the driver, the driver you sent and like, let's maybe frame it like this. It's like, okay, you know, in life, you're always looking to upgrade, right? So if you've been playing the, you know, Paradigm or the, you know, Stealth 2 or whatever you might be, you're 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 not going to be that pumped about the, uh, the, the Costco, you know, Kirkland brand driver. But if you've only been playing bullshit or you've never even had your own clubs, like all of a sudden you you go there and you think, okay, hey, I can get a full set driver, irons, wedges included for under a K. It's like, yeah, that's like, and they're good quality, right? Like, so, I mean, all of a sudden, like that seems like maybe pretty enticing to somebody who's, yeah, they're just trying to get out there and break a hundred. I mean, I don't know what the stats are, but like, you know, how many golfers break 90, like consistently, it's probably less than like 20% or maybe even less than 10. So, you know, it's like, I think, uh, you know, Costco definitely represents like, uh, Hey, like an attractive proposition to a lot of players. And like, you know, the fact that they make good quality stuff that they stand behind, like, Hey, if it, if it gets fucked, right. Like if, if the clubs break, you know, if the head falls off or whatever, like Costco will probably just take it back and give you back your money. They have some crazy. Well, dude, that's of like kind of that's leading into something else that I want to bring up is just talk about like again, zoom out and just talk about like how big Costco is as a company too. You know, like I don't know, I it, there's literally. I mean, you look at the numbers, right? I pulled some numbers for you guys. So Costco members total, and this isn't households, right? So think about it. If there's like a household of a husband, wife, like that's two, you know, two members, right? So, so members is going to be obviously more than households, but there's 119 million members of Costco in the world and they have 855 warehouses. So think about all that foot traffic. I mean, you alluded to it earlier, right? I mean, who now is, is going into golf shops? I mean, golf shops are more of like a niche thing in big cities, right? that we see maybe there's a specialty golf shop here that has like all these upgraded cool shot uh shafts and whatnot or or there or you go to like a golf course and and go to like a custom fitting but but people are just going to be exposed to the product as they're in the store on a saturday shopping for the weekend or shopping for the coming week you know what i mean I think so. And they got a lot of good, like, you know, stepping stones too. I mean, Mm -hmm. the golf balls are one, the golf gloves are another, like, you know, all of a sudden, like you, you gain a little bit of confidence of like, yeah, like this Costco stuff is working well for me. Like you might even do a little bit of research and realize like, okay, like, Hey, it's like, it's one of these big brands making the Costco stuff anyway. Right. Like, so, Mm -hmm. so yeah, you know, if you can like, let's say net, you know, you're going to pay 50% of what you might've paid 
you know, with a Titleist or a Callaway or a TaylorMade yeah. of these. But you it, know, it might even be lower set. than that, Pete. That's the thing. Like, I'm looking at math on the Costco wedge, right? Like, it's literally if a full set, right, of three wedges versus a full set of vote, it's 30% of the price. So it's it's less than 50%. You know what I mean? It's not like they're competing on, you know what I mean? It's not even close from a price perspective. Well, I, I agree in the in the fact that, like, I mean, if you can get a full set of clubs, driver, woods, irons, wedges included for less than a thousand bucks, you know, like that's just not, not something you can do. You know, if you, if you buy it from a PGA superstore or like, I'm not talking the top, top end of the range, right. Of like, you know, the best quality, like newest drivers or whatever. But I mean, if you go to, go to a shop and just try to buy like a, you know, a, a player set of irons, meaning like, you know, forgiving and, you know, not maybe even the, the, you know, most recent year. I mean, you're still looking at well over a thousand, I'd say probably yeah. 1500 to 2000. So, yeah. you know, it's less deals you other... giving you deals, you know? <laughs> yeah. I mean, Hey, if you got the cash and if you're willing to roll the dice, but <laughs> I mean, you know, like I'm just saying like, less than a thousand bucks for a set of clubs for a, a beginner or like even just like a player who, I mean, you know, a beginner, uh, that term is probably overused, but like, let's say it's just a golfer who shoots a hundred. I mean, mm-hmm. he could be a beginner or he could be a f- player who's played for five years. I mean, golf's a hard game. So like, mm-hmm. I mean, if, if those clubs fit his need and like, you know, they, they, uh, you know, are more attractive to, to him than either what he's got or maybe maybe he or she doesn't even have a set of clubs like mm. i think costco yeah, again definitely... you talk about like consumer right i'm assuming the person that plays costco doesn't like you know kirkland brand and maybe this is just an assumption and you know what they say about assuming it makes an ass out of you and me you and me but i'm assuming oh, yeah, that, that that like that avatar of golfer Right, the guy who is buying the club. I'm assuming that person does not care about getting fit for clubs. Would yeah, you agree? I don't think so. No, I don't think they'd be like that to get guy fit for doesn't want to so. go and get spend money on a fitting that's like another hundred fifty dollars to tack on to like an even more expensive set. Right, that guy's purely focused on price, and that's and sometimes, why. Like honestly, fittings, you know, different perspective, right, from a different level golfer. But I mean, sometimes what you need when you're playing golf or just getting started is like swings and like to be able to consistently hit the ball. Just like, Mm -hmm. you know, eye on the ball, like muscle memory, hand-eye coordination, like, you know, I mean, whether, whether the club's a half an inch longer or whatever, like that may not matter at that stage. If you're like Like, a 20 fucking handicap, you know You just want to get contact with the ball. Yeah. Right. Yeah, man. So it's interesting to think like how Costco is such a big player. Like, I don't know what, I'm sure it's, you know, has some sort of weighting in the S and P, right? I mean, it's $251 billion. Like it's a massive company. So to see them like slowly kind of just trickle into an industry that uh you know is growing but is obviously nowhere near from a market cap perspective the size of costco is just going to be interesting to see i mean if you look at like the combined market caps of a cushionette or titleist callaway tailor and ping like that's 12 billion right so i mean what is that like five percent of what costco is it's just crazy to see so like i can see costco 
you know, making a run at, I'm not saying disrupting the industry, but like disrupting some of maybe like the more niche OEMs, right? That don't have a retail presence, right? They can't compete on price. Uh, those kind of things. I, I just think it's like an interesting conversation, you know, an interesting thought. I think Costco is definitely well on its way to like, you know, continuing to to put their feet down. And, you know, you think about, we haven't even mentioned it yet, but golf bags, you know, I've never, I've never looked at any golf bags over at Costco, but it's possible they might offer some good ones for a hundred bucks, right? Where like, you're going to spend two to two fifty plus for probably any of the major brands. And uh, another thing that they may have, or they may not have, because I've never even looked is range finders, you know, like, does Costco sell range finders for, you know, 50 to 60 bucks, like instead of whatever they might be, you know, a different brand? I don't know. But, but yeah, I mean, ultimately, like when you think about like economies of scale and like just volume in general, you know, how much somebody can sell of something. I mean, Costco just has a major advantage there. And, you know, golf is something that I do think uh, is, is trending upward, you know, continuing to gain gain popularity and it's growing the game is growing so um yeah i think you know they can definitely have a have a space in this yeah no one thing that i thought of uh antoine was was like looking back and seeing you know guys have uh tailor-made head covers tailor-made bags like seeing seeing costco sponsor pga tour player that would be wild that would be wild. Yeah. And if they pay someone enough money, I mean, that's literally what this is all about. Like I could see someone doing that, you know, I, I mean, future. I remember when Tiger Woods started rocking the monster bag. Yeah. I was like, Hey, you know what? Uh, monster energy. I got to check them out. Right. Like, yeah. So no, I mean, it's, it's something that, yeah, ultimately like why wouldn't Costco try to sponsor a professional at some stage of their, you know, they're kind of like, you know, entering the space. And <clears throat> I mean, yeah, I, I highly doubt we're going to see professionals using Kirkland balls or, you know, Kirkland branded drivers or irons or wedges. But, but at the same time, like, you know, I mean, I, it, it makes a lot of sense like to, to use top, top tier, like equipment that is anywhere between, you know, 40 and 60% off, you know, the, the price that you might pay from a, from a legacy kind of a, you know, traditional golf brand when you're just starting the game. And like, again, like, you know, yeah, you're not going to want to go from a, from a, you know, uh, the newest version of Titleist or TaylorMade driver to a Costco driver. Right. But at the same time, like, I mean, if you didn't have a driver or like if you, you know, if your driver sucked or, you know, it was, it was some bullshit old brand or, you know, a crummy club that you like you needed an upgrade. Um, you know, I think, I think the idea of like the Kirkland clubs, I mean, I've seen them, I've seen pictures of them and they, they look great. Dude, they it looks look like, like a Titleist be... TSR. Like it's a clean yeah. looking club, right? It's not overly. I mean, you think of some of these older designs, like you know, a white club head, uh, different colored club head, different color faces, right? I mean, it's not. It doesn't really compete on like that look. It, it's more of a classical club. If if people haven't seen it, it looks like a Titleist, you know, TSR Titleist driver. You know, very clean top line, very classic shape. 
like 460 cc's there's an adjustable hosel i mean it's pretty much it you know i mean you look at the features right it doesn't have like at least from what i've seen you know you have these other marketing sort of uh plays that take place oh it's designed by ai it has this jailbreak technology or whatever right it doesn't have any of those like sort of narratives it's just like a classic looking club and branding and marketing is powerful right like you know the fact is is that that costco or kirkland branded driver could have a lot of that in there that's just not the angle they take and like we haven't even talked about shoes yet or you know like top like there's a bunch of golf accessories that like you know, as Costco may, you know, continue to grow and like build on their presence in the golf world or the golf space, like you might be having golf aisles, like they might be selling putting mats, right? Like they might be selling shoes, you know, gloves, like anything, towels, bags, clubs, you know, sets anywhere from three irons to, you know, gap wedges, you know, it's something that, um, yeah, it's it's definitely seems like there's some potential there. And I guess I guess about Costco shoppers, like I've been a Costco shopper before, you know, me, you know, I don't do well in crowds. So, you know, I don't I don't always like to go to a crowded store. But but I will say this, like most Costco shoppers are satisfied, you know, maybe and then some. I mean, they always have shit on their satisfied? receipt, meaning like Costco goes out of their way. Costco goes out of their way to make sure that you're happy. Like right. if you're not happy, you can like return it. I think over a year later, or like mm-hmm. at least within a year, and get dude. I money one time back. I returned like, something I got from Sam's Club out of Costco, and they didn't even blink an eye. Yeah, it wouldn't surprise me. Like they're they're not going to turn somebody away, and they're going to make sure that hey, if you shop here, we're going to take care of you, and like. That goes a long way. I mean, there's a couple other brands that obviously do that. Like, you know, most of us can probably think of the one that does it the best. But like, you know, I mean, if you take care of your customers, like that goes a long way. And I think Costco would, especially with people who like, who knows? I mean, there's probably people who would buy a Costco club who it's gonna, it's not going to be what they want or they're just going to be pissed because they suck, right? Like whatever. And they're going to want to return it. And like the idea of returning it to Costco versus trying to return it with Dale. I mean, it's, it's, uh, it goes a long way to think like, yeah, you have a reputable place that you just bought something from that. Hey, they're going to take care of you if you need it. Mm. Yeah. I mean, golfers are pretty crazy too. Like, have you, I mean, you'd said you haven't really been into, but every time I go into Costco, Antoine, I literally stop, no matter what it is, if I'm even there to get, get something stupid you know like uh poke i'm a big poke guy sometimes i'll go in and just get poke. Yeah, I like poke yeah but regardless of the the mission of the costco trip even if it's just to go at you know like pizza or something i always stop by the golf section because i'm just like fascinated by seeing it nice. you know and if nice. they're able to like create a product that's like if it's 60 to 70 percent less but from a performance standpoint if it's like five to ten percent less from a performance perspective whether it be like dispersion or distance or this or that like there's no way it can't compete so i don't know man it's going to be really interesting to see like how this all plays out it's going to be interesting to see if costco you know 
it's going to be interesting to see, I guess, more macro where the golf industry goes and then where Costco will follow. Because, I mean, Costco's smart, right? They're not going to do anything that doesn't make sense from a business perspective for, from them. But if they're further diversifying like their catalog in golf by releasing a set of irons, right? By releasing a driver, like you'd think that there's that makes sense from that from their perspective, right? Absolutely. I mean, even, uh, you know, whether it's Costco or whether it's Amazon or whether it's some of these other big brands that you might think about, like, you know, golf is something that I think there's, there's still uh, market share to be, you know, snatched. And, you know, if you think about golfers in general, like, like the percentages don't lie. And like, again, I don't know what it is, but I doubt that more than 20% of golfers break 90 so it's like you got all these golfers and, you know, maybe there's going to be Amazon branded clubs or golf balls or, you know, golf bags or golf shoes. And like, you know, Costco, I think, has the, you know, the upper hand in the fact that like people could actually just shop in the stores and like go see it. And like they're going to they might even run past it unintentionally. Right. Like they'll just they'll be walking down the aisles fucking doing whatever they're doing. And, you know, they'll see, uh, hey, I need this. uh I need this 36 pack of golf balls. Cause I just lost eight of them last round. Like, right. Like, I mean, you know, that's, that's something that I think happens probably pretty regularly, but. Um, yeah. Cause when is that guy going to be in a casual, like in, in his, you know, like in a, in a golf shop, right? Like you have to go out of your way to go to a golf shop and like by golf shop, I don't mean like PGA superstore or whatever. I mean more of like the niche. Cause I like to go to more of like the niche, more boutique golf shops, right? Like that's kind of a pain in the butt. You have to go out of your way. But if you're going grocery shopping in their golf clubs, like I'm not, not going to stop in that aisle. You know what I mean? I, I would wonder about like how many 90 plus shooters, right. Or, you know, 15, 20 plus handicaps would ever go to a golf, like a niche golf novelty shop. Like, not that they don't like golf. It's just like, you know, it's just they don't probably seek that out or like feel like they, you know, have a lot of things to do there. So, so yeah, I, I definitely think like having it, having it like more in your face and like, a, you know, just a, a comfortable mainstream shopping environment that you'd be in like a Costco, like that does a lot. Um, I mean, dude, I wonder if golf. OEMs are saying, oh, shit, like, here we go. You know, because over time, you've seen prices like the price point just move up and to the right, up and to the right with inflation, new technology. Like, what's the average price of a driver going to be 10 years from now? You know what I mean? If it's 600 bucks now, where is it going to go in five years? Is it going to be 700 bucks? I think that the OEMs are happy. You know, the biggest brands, the Titleist, the TaylorMades, because... Um, growing the game is still the right, like the right path and what they wish for their, you know, for their future state of like, cause the cool thing about any of these, you know, potential Kirkland club or Costco or Kirkland, you know, golf ball purchases, like there's always room to upgrade. Right. So like, there's no, there's no shame in like, you know, starting your golf journey as a hundred shooter, because golf is hard. I'm like, you know what, if you can go and shoot a hundred and like, you know, count your strokes and that's where you're at, like, you know, as long as you don't take forever right, and you're the slowest golfer alive, like, you know, people will still play with you. Like you'll be fine. And, and then you, 
and then you work at it and, you know, you, you get out and you play a little bit more, you know, you, you try to hone in on your swing and then you become a 90 shooter or maybe even break 90. And then you're like, Oh damn, like maybe I want to go from this, you know, Kirkland brand wood or driver to a, uh, you know, a uh, tailor made. And like, so I think, I think like, that's a cool, like, you know, incremental, like stepping stone or whatever, like this, this, um, idea of like Costco growing the game. I don't think, I don't think like brings fear into any of these like traditional golf, you know, companies. Dude, I I don't know. I I disagree. I disagree, man. Like I think the other way, I think like margins in golf aren't that great. And I think that like the OEMs would kind of be scared, you know, like I think that if people realize that the technology is the same and it's at a lower price point, I feel like the OEMs would be kind of like shitting themselves. I mean, they do have brand recognition, but like if the club is literally the same performance wise, then they're at in a, they're in a place where they'd have to like make a transition. And I don't know if that means like lowering prices, but I think it would, it's just going to be interesting to see, like, is this going to anchor the market down? Is it going to bring the uh, average price of a golf club down? Because now it's sold at a price that, I mean, it's still expensive, right? It's not like you're buying, I don't know, rice or something like that, right? It's still expensive. Well, like four or five hundred bucks is a lot yeah. of money. Still, Here, here's the here's the thing about the the rebuttal, and like you know, I respect it, and like you know, you're you're definitely welcome to disagree, but I would uh, challenge the disagreement by saying, like, look, you know, tailor made Titleist, as far as I know, like mm-hmm. probably Callaway they all offer a dumbed down, like a value golf ball, right? Mm-hmm. Like, but they the performances, it. it's, it's like, like from a perspective, performance perspective, like it's not the same level as let's just use pro V as sort of like the pinnacle. Like you can see more drastic changes from that ball versus like the Kirkland ball, which is more, more aligned to like a pro V from performance perspective. Cause I agree. Yeah. They do have, um, they do have like so, a catalog of balls, but like, I don't know. They're kind of BS from a performance perspective. Potentially. And like, again, I'm not a, I'm not that knowledgeable about the golf balls and, and what they actually do and like what they're actually worth. But all I know is that these companies pretty much offer a range between $15 and like 50 to $60 for a dozen. And like, you know, if you're a, if you're a golfer who struggles to break 120 or is losing 10 balls around, like, you know, <laughs> there's no shame in buying a, a $15 a dozen golf ball, right? Like, I mean, you don't need to buy the professional one that, you know, Rory Mac, McElroy or like, you know, Tiger Woods or <laughs> Brian or whatever. Yeah, yeah Brian Harmon's season, yeah. right? Like, I mean, yeah. you, you, can, you can buy something that fits you. So like, so that's the thing about like, you know, the, the Kirkland brand, like it's not, I mean, this is just my opinion and it's okay if you don't agree, but it's not going to displace or like, you know, totally cannibalize these big, big traditional, you know, tried and true golf brands of Titleist and TaylorMade, you know, I mean, it's, it's only going to grow the game. And these are people who may have not have spent money on golf stuff before. Like they might've been people who, you know, 
I don't know, I asked for pity golf balls from their group or like tried to fucking go to the woods and find some golf balls. Like, hey, you've been there you know, both like, times. Yeah. Yeah, I get what so you're like, saying. I get what you're saying. Like the the pricing is offered by other people. I get I completely get that. You yeah. know, like I, I understand where you're going there from a pricing perspective. But I, I feel like that's one of the most important things, you know, is this always going to go back to price? Well, yeah. I, I, and I think like one thing that I don't know if I've seen from Costco, but it wouldn't surprise me is like they might be able to offer, you know, rounds of golf for cheaper, right? Like if you go to yeah. the, the, the gift the card coupon aisle, section like, or whatever, yeah, like, like, oh, you, you want to go see Morgan Wallen? Yeah. Here's a, uh, you know, discounted green fee too. You're playing three rounds of golf. You know, they're charging you 150 bucks where like if you, if you went out there and tried to get them each weekend, it was like 90 bucks a pop. So, you know, I, yeah, I mean, Costco is funny. Like I think, uh, growing the game is, is, is the key. And I think like they'll play a role in it, but they're not going to be like, they're not going to be somebody who, who commands like a majority market share. They're going to play a role. They're going to have a, uh, uh, you know, a small amount, but, um, people are still going to pay the 50 or 60 bucks a dozen for, you know, the best golf balls, whether they, whether they should be playing them or not. Hmm. Yeah. Okay. Maybe not a major OEM, but I can see some of these more like niche brands being worried. Right. Do you well, agree with that? Yeah, I, I don't, I don't know as many of them, but I do know like, you know, um, there's only a certain amount of buyers, right. Like that, that want golf equipment and, you know, if you, if you're trying to, um, if you're trying to come out with like a value golf glove, right. Like a niche brand of that, like that might be tough to compete with Costco. Um, mm. if you're trying to come out with like, you know, uh, you know, a value just golf driver or wood or iron or wedge in general, like that could be tough to compete with Costco. Like, yeah. You know, I mean, you, but dude, you this is a good think, segue uh, into branding as well. Cause if you think about it, I mean, if Costco is always going to be sort of the bottom on price, then like, how else can you compete? Well, branding, right? Like you're seeing all these other brands pop up right on Instagram or whatever out of some guy's closet. Like this is a whole different beast. You know what I mean? This is another, like, this is a massive corporation that's taking place. So I think that is, that's an interesting point too. If you're going to compete like in today's marketplace and you're not competing on price, it's like, well, how can you like build your brand recognition, you know, to stand out, to be enticing to where someone would want to consider giving you a shot, you know, consider taking their hard earned valued money and buying your shit. Right. That's a, you know, an astute kind of, uh, you know, kind of um, observation there because when you think about branding in golf, like, you know, again, you, you have to understand that everybody, you know, different ages, different kind of golfers in their journey might look at it differently. But, mm -hmm. you know, from my point of view, there's like three major brands of golf, right? I mean, it's Titleist, it's TaylorMade, and it's Callaway. Some of that's mm -hmm. biased, right? Because we're in Southern California, and there's a couple of them out here. But like, yeah, of course, there's Bridgestone, there's Trixion, you know, there's Ping, all yeah. these, you know, yeah, there's Ping. But but I guess what I'm getting at is like, it is tough to be 
uh, you know, there's barriers to entry there. Like, mm. you know, golf is a lot of based on tradition and like, you know, based on reputation and based on brands. So, I mean, if you're going to try to come out and I mean, let's just think about it from shoes, for example, right? Like, you know, you can, you can show me a pair of Nikes or a pair of Jordans or, you know, maybe a pair of, I don't know, I'm not much of an Adidas guy, but you can show me Adidas, you know, whatever. But like, ultimately, like if you show me like a brand of like, you know, you know, I don't, I don't know. Right. Like something I've never heard of, like the chances of me, like putting it on the same level of these brands that have that brand equity and like have that, you know, kind of built up reputation and but tradition. But does that change, like, dude? I mean, we've same. talked multiple times and you've said like, you know, in X amount of years, like I can see Apple not being the most valuable company in the world. I mean, you've said that a handful of times. I mean, can that change over time? Like can Costco forge out like a major niche in the golf marketplace, in the golf equipment space? Mm, yeah, I don't. I don't think that it'll change anytime soon. No, I agree. I agree, man. I'm not saying tomorrow. I'm not saying the next day either, but I'm saying in like 10, maybe 15 years. And it's funny to even say out loud, but I mean, you hear about some of these like brands that are micro that just go absolutely ballistic and sell a bunch of clubs. Like there is an alien wedge. I don't know if you've ever heard of that. And I've looked it up. I tried to find the numbers. People call it like the most sold golf club of all time, but it was like a $30 wedge that was sold at like Walmart and stuff like that. So I don't know. I mean, it's just an interesting, it's an interesting place. Like it's an interesting conversation, you know, interesting thought. It's just like a brain teaser, you know? I think the one thing that's probably guaranteed is like Titleist and Callaway and TaylorMade, like they won't be the best and only golf brands forever. Right. And Mm. Ping and, you know, like, and, you know, uh, Bridgestone, you know, like all the, all these, you know, top, top brands that you may see some of the professionals using or endorsing, you know, I mean, uh, Cobra, right. I mean, you see, you see Bryson with that one. And Dude, like, he's not even a Cobra guy anymore. They dropped him after live. He's like yeah, brand agnostic so, I mean, now. Yeah. So, I mean, it's, it's something where, um, you know, brand is funny because, I mean, it's What about it's a valuable, Costco but... M&A fucking acquisition, dude? What if Costco goes out in there and buys, like, one of these major OEMs? Does that change anything from your eyes as, like, a not a skeptic, but someone who's, like, you know, not thinking? Like, if, if, if Costco were to go out and buy, like, on paper, right, you know, one of these other OEMs, would that change things in your mind? Well, I guess I'd I'd want to know like where they currently sit because you know um, the the Kirkland branded driver and you know the golf balls and maybe some of the other golf you know apparel or equipment that they have like like that's probably already made by you know one of these one of these OEMs or one of these you know manufacturers that that has an agreement or like a deal with Costco so. Mm-hmm. So yeah, would there be value in it for Costco to buy, you know, one of these companies? Like probably not. That's a good question. I'm not sure. Um, Cuz I don't think dude, you think about golf as like what percentage of golf what percentage of revenue of Costco is is freaking golf, right? It's like 0.001%, I'm sure. Probably not a ton, but yeah. you know, uh um, It's not like it's 
five percent, right? I mean, there's no way. It's like one little section in Costco, right? It's like not even a full aisle. Yeah, that's a good question. I mean, I think. Uh, I mean, what's really the goal of having the golf stuff in Costco, right? Like, it might simply be as an add-on. It's like, well, these people are going to be shopping here anyway, and like, you know, let's say. Uh, as a general statement, like 50% of them might be interested in golf, right? Like, and then, okay, of that 50%, like maybe 30, 30% of them might be like, you know, golfers worse than a 90 shooter. So then like, you know, I, I mean, you, you never know who they target, but that'd probably be the range. I would think like, you know, they're, they're, they're kind of a, uh, a product where it's a quality a quality product, but it doesn't necessarily have to be like the, you know, the top, top tier, you know, like highest dollar amount product. So it's um, gotta be affordable, dude. I mean, think about the clothes they sell like, yeah, and not I, knockoff, I think, but dude, you can get ABC pants. there, like some, some like, you know, polyester golf pant for like 20 bucks. When you go to Lululemon, it's like $130, right? Damn. Yeah. And I mean, it's like, I think I think one thing that I would I would definitely um, expect, you know, I don't know for sure, but I would expect is that over the last three years, you know, like it's just been growth, like mm-hmm. their golf, their golf, uh, you know, equipment, their golf aisle, like their golf um, strategy. It's been growth because mm-hmm. there's just more people that are coming into the game. Yeah, dude. One thing you said that really like stood out in my mind in this conversation because we're hitting the forty-five minute mark is like letting people trickle in to golf. I thought that was a really good thing to say because you okay, you buy the glove, right? You're skeptical. You buy the glove. The glove's great. Then they release a ball. The ball's great. Then a putter. Then irons. Then driver. And like over time, they're building like trust with the consumer. To where, like, if you take the ball and you look at it, you know, from a performance quality standpoint, and you just lay the driver over that, and assuming the driver is as good as the ball or well received as a ball, like, it's going to be a hit, right? I'm not saying we're going to find drivers in the woods, right? (laughs) But I think we're going to see him on the range. I think we're going to see him on the course, a lot of public courses, a lot of these guys I can see buying them, you know, and it being. I think so too. I think so too. I mean, I guess here's the real question is like, you know, let's say uh, I'm not that familiar with different brands of, you know, the the bigger players, golf balls or whatever, but let's say like a Titleist Velocity, right? That, that dozen is going to cost you like 35 to 40 bucks. But let's say like a Kirkland branded golf ball is going to cost you 25 bucks. Hmm. And then like, you know, a month later, you actually discover that like Titleist Velocity makes the Kirkland balls and they're the same. It's right. just a brand, right? Like, and, and that's just a total random example. Like, I'm not saying that that's true at all, but like there, there does become a point where it's like, okay, like if you, if you know, you can get the exact same thing, right. For, for, uh, you know, 10 to $15 cheaper. Like, yeah, you're going to do it. A hundred percent, dude. But I think that's sort of like the cloak that's getting unveiled in modern society now. Right. 
Like a lot of these guys that I know that have come on, you know, they're manufacturing their clothing or their apparel in the same factory as a Titleist, as a Greystone. I mean, all this data is public. You can see import export records. Like I can go and find the manufacturer of a product now, right? And I can task the warehouse or whatever to like build me something right that's literally the same quality it has the same manufacturing standards as the other oems because it's leveraging the same sort of like uh i guess platform like it's it's just interesting to see like where society's at now because you can have access to that data now like it's not like oh we have to go to china and like take a flight there or whatever i mean it's all on the internet now you know it's cool but it's also, I think, from the business side of things, I don't know. I, I don't know if, if it's like doom and gloom or whatever. But, dude, if, if we wanted to make a golf ball, we could, right? I mean, think about Costco did it, freaking Vice. Like, there's all these other products that are popping up within the golf space. And, like, to a large extent, freaking everything else, dude. I mean, golf is just one industry. Like, it's taking place in, in like, every industry now, you know? I think it's good, man. I mean, I think in general, like, you know, you get more golfers out there. Uh, might not be great for us who like want to get the best tee times and, you know, all these fuckers well, dude, take them. Then we'll just join but, a golf. We'll just join a country club, dude. Yeah. You know, yeah. but, <laughs> but like, are, dude. But yeah, growing, growing the game is good. And, you know, making sure that people have the right equipment to play, like that's good too. So like, mm. you know, Costco, I think is going to play, play a small role in the growth of golf. And, you know, I think that's, it's relative because like, what is a small role for Costco, right? They're this massive company. They have all these different stores. It's like, well, dude, that's what I'm saying. Like, what if they just inadvertently kind of like fuck around and, and like basically just accidentally become one of the big OEMs because they're that they're huge. Like you look at all these OEMs, they're not even like a percentage of what Costco is. It's like a bull in a China shop, dude. You know, like they're just there selling in this market. They're selling in the market. And like, again, let's, let's bring it back to like the, the question of how many golfers break 90 consistently. Right. And like the, the, you know, the answer I would think is less than 20%. So that means there's 80% of golfers who like Costco branded stuff. Like doesn't mean that you couldn't use their stuff if you broke 90. Right. But, but like, you know, in general, like Costco stuff might be, might be a better fit for the people who, you know, are either learning the game or they lose six golf balls around. Like, you know, no, no, uh, you know, no um kind of no hate or offense to that at all if you lose six golf balls around like frankly you're gonna be better off like i actually hope that you'll buy a dozen for 25 bucks instead of a dozen for 50 right like because i mean if you buy a dozen for 50 you're gonna you're, you're you've lost half or double the amount of money as if you would have bought it for 25 bucks so Dude, the other thing that's interesting from a tech perspective and like I've had on guys in the industry, you know, who've, who've come on and have been like, you know, inventors and have done like major things from a club design perspective in the world of golf. Right. And they've talked about how 
sort of like where things are at now with like the the divide in, in line of technology, right? Like you have these governing bodies that are limiting, right? The performance of clubs. So like the game stays fair, right? In the spirit of the game, X, Y, Z. So like we've come to a point where technology can't necessarily like really improve significantly more than it currently is right now, right? So if that's the case, I mean, people are going to figure out how to make things cheaper and cheaper and cheaper. I'm pretty sure that's like Moore's law. So like over time, as manufacturing capabilities gets better and better and better, like the OEMs are kind of running up against this wall, right? They can improve it from a performance perspective. It's like governed, right? But now there's all of these people behind them that can catch up and like leverage essentially like the infrastructure that's been built out and carved and paved by these OEMs. So like we're going to see better and better tech from Costco, like competing, dude, I'm fucking bullish on Costco. I don't know if you can't tell. I just think it's interesting to see, you know, like how they can kind of like leverage their production capabilities and like basically big dick their way into becoming one of the big OEMs. I think it's, it's crazy, you know, and I don't know, a thought that kind of came into my mind is, you know, we have this ball sort of situation coming up where the USGA wants to govern the ball. Right. And I was watching the U S or the, the open, whatever, like two weeks ago, two weekends ago last week. And they talked about, um, you know, like this new rule that's going to take place and how all the OEMs are sort of, um, it's just an interesting situation for them, right? Because they're going to take all this technology that's been developed in the ball and they're going to bring it back. They're going to limit distance, right? So there's ways of like going about that, you know, but if the OEMs make a stand and say like, hey, we're not going to do this. Could you imagine a world where Costco comes in and says, hey, look, I get the OEMs aren't going to, we're going to comply with your standards and be able to create like a one uniform ball that all players use. doesn't matter if you're sponsored by Taylor May Titleist. You know what I mean? It doesn't matter. You would just play like this game, sort of like Spalding in basketball. You know, everyone plays with the Spalding ball. Imagine that world, dude, where it's a, it's a Costco branded PGA slash live ball. Wouldn't that be fucking crazy? How, how do you put it? Like they, they, they produce a quality product. Uh, it's not the same as, you know, some of the Titleists or tailor-made, you know, branded stuff, but it's a quality product. And I mean, you think about the future of golf and it's like, well, um, I don't know. I mean, you know, you think about, well, maybe, maybe it would go to this idea of like, okay, how can we get the best quality for the cheapest kind of thing? But, but yeah, I don't know. I, I think like in the near term, like Costco will have its, its, its position in the market or it's kind of like, you know, value to a certain amount of players. But, but I think the niche, the niche play is still going to be there. And the niche play meaning like, you know, the Titleist, Tailor-Made, Callaways of the world, like the, you the know, OEM whatever play, they might be Niche play would be like, like Mura uh, or like a smaller, you know, manufacturer, I think. Is that what you mean? Like the OEM? Yeah, yeah. So the OEM play meaning like, okay, like this is what they do. This is what they specialize. Like this is not like a big box brand. Like we do everything for everybody. 
yeah, hey, we sell golf, like, come buy our shit. Like, it's going to be, like, more of the, hey, we are golf. Like, golf is in our blood. Like, we've been doing golf for years. Like, we have the reputation to behind it to, like, prove it. Like, you know, come buy our driver for 100 bucks or 200 bucks more because, like, we're worth it. And, like, you know, to to a lot of people still, like, like the funny thing about golf is – I know you know this, like, you know, it's just not a, not a shot on anybody who doesn't shoot par or doesn't shoot in the seventies or whatever, but you know, sometimes golfers just want to play with the a best A lot shit. of the times, dude. Yeah. Like it doesn't really matter how, how good, how good you are. Like it doesn't matter. Like if you, you might be a 120 shooter, blades, but you might have like yeah. the You're newest like, oh, I gotta best play shit blades, like that. Yeah. Nobody. Like, okay, yeah. Like, dude, whatever. <laughs> like, so like, it's like, okay. Like, I mean, so, so Costco will have its, like, I think it'll have its value to a lot of people because, like, it's, it's readily available. It's there. It's hitting you in the face, right? Like, just when you're doing your normal shit, like, you might even be able to, like, you know, you're shopping with your wife and then, like, hey, no, she's out. Uh, or your wife buys something for you. Like, that's the other thing. Like, it goes both ways. Like, you could buy something for yourself. but I, And, like, how do you quantify that, dude? How do you quantify, oh, okay, yeah, it's my birthday. My wife needs to get me something last minute. So she goes to Costco. Like, yeah, that's some one-off stuff. But still, like, at least they're thinking about it, right? And it's in people's minds. Because I think that's a big part of it. It's like you got to see stuff. You got to be exposed to stuff before you buy now. As a consumer in 2023, I mean, we're so lucky to have technology and be exposed to all this stuff, right? But people do their research. Like, dude, I promise you people are Googling what's the difference between a a Kirkland ball versus a Pro-V. And if the difference is minuscule, right, then they're going to go with the fucking Kirkland ball because people are smart, you know? We have access to all this data. So I think as soon as people start realizing, like, the tech is potentially the same, that's when it's like, uh-oh, now what? Well, 100%. I mean, I think uh, I think people will realize it if they want to seek out that information. Right. Like, like the Costco stuff is good quality. Like the balls are good. You know, they're not the same as a Pro V1 or Pro V1X or, you know, a, a TP5X or, you know, whatever. But mm-hmm. but they're good. Like they're they're good quality balls. They're not like the the bottom of the barrel, like, like $12 balls, for yeah, a dozen no, golf sure. balls, right? Like, yeah, like, they, you know, they're not, they're not like that. Uh, so... Yeah, I mean, golf is golf is a game that I think is becoming more accessible for lots of different people. And, like, that might mean, like, hey, I just want to go out and play on the weekend with my friend and pay 50 bucks or whatever. And, like, and that's, that's totally cool. Like, right. that's actually great. Like, you know, that could be a great day for, for them. And, like, you know, would they need to have the high-end – price point of equipment for that like maybe not you know they, they might be able to have like you know almost just as good equipment for 50 percent of the of the cost right and then like you know they're they're happy they they can they can afford golf all summer right like with that with that remainder instead of like just spending it all on clubs and 
golf balls and then like not even be able yeah. to play. No, it's huge, man. And you brought up the narrative of like grow the game, grow the game. And I had Dave Spencer on, who was the commissioner of the Mean Tour, which is like a subtle flex, but hey, check that episode out. But he had brought because I had said that, and like I'd always say, grow the game, grow the game up to that point. And then he told me he didn't call me out, but he's like, you know, this narrative of grow the game has been going on since I was in golf. Like it's something that'll continue. And people are like, well, grow the game. And people don't even really know what that means. Right. But from his perspective, like his his things like what he said grew the game the most. And you can listen to an episode where COVID-19, right? Because people were stuck inside and they wanted to get out. They couldn't get out. So their option, their only option was to go play golf. The next one was Top Golf, right? So is the third one, Pete? I mean, Antoine, is it going to be Costco Golf? I don't know, man. We're going to have to see. Pete, I mean, Antoine, I appreciate you coming on, dude. You're a legend. I really appreciate you. You know, I would say follow Pete on or Antoine on Instagram, but he doesn't have one. He's kind of just a mystery guest. We don't know who this guy is. He might come on. He might not. But any uh, final thoughts? Yeah, man, I just uh, I definitely enjoyed being on the pod. So appreciate you having me on. And uh, yeah, I mean, I think in, in general, like when you think about growing the game, like I think, uh, you know, there's a lot of different ways to look at it. But ultimately, like whether it was COVID or whether it was just like, I mean, the coolest thing about golf from my lens, like as a, you know, again, a 14.3 handicap. <laughs> with posting all your strokes uh, too. Are you going to post everything? Now? <laughs> <laughs> is, you know what? Once in a while, right? Like I have that birdie hole or I like mm. stripe a drive or like, you know what? You can look at the professionals out there today and like, they're great players, but like they're not that much different than like you or I, or like maybe anyone who's listening to this show. So, so I think that's the cool thing about golf. Like, you know what? If you, if you like had a young child and you were trying to think, okay, like, hey, what sport are they going to be successful at? Like, it might be golf, whether it's a boy or a girl, whether it's a scholarship you're after, or maybe mm-hmm. a professional career. It's like, Golf is just a neat game. It's a family game. It's a game you can play mm-hmm. at any age, you know. You know, you can kind of um, stay in touch with your, your family, your father, your mother, you know, your your siblings, you know, your sons or daughters. So I think golf's an amazing game. I think it's great that, you know, more people are getting interested in it. And, uh, yeah, man, just thanks again for having me on the pod. Dude, do you want to tell them the Rams Hill story or no? We'll say that one for another day. Ah, <laughs> uh, you know what? I mean, it's a great course, and uh, I know uh, one of your former guests, Sheldon, had the course record. So uh, you know, until we get to that point, we'll save it till another day. <laughs>